Did I interest you in a stamp? Yeah, give me a stamp. Oh. No, give me a purple one. Oh, I'm sorry we haven't any purple ones. I could uh, paint one for you. I don't want a painted one. person hasn't got any rights in this country anymore. The government even tells you what color stamps you gotta buy. Live from the Pritchard Von David Civil War Postal History Wing of the Stamp Show Here Today Studios, this is the award-winning Stamp Show Here Today. If you can dream it, we can collect it. This is episode number 300-something. Again, we are giving you kittens. Brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. This is Cash. This, this is Mark. This is Jim. This is Don. Kittens? Kittens. Kittens again. I didn't know there was a first time for kittens. What? Didn't you listen to the last podcast that I haven't put up yet? Exactly. <laughs> I haven't listened to the last podcast that you haven't put up yet that I haven't heard you edit. Oh, okay. So I missed the kittens? You missed the kittens. Uh, you'll, you'll get them this time. You're cleaning their box. So, Mark, you have a interesting item, an interesting story, an interesting backstory. Yeah, I bought a... Uh, I bought an R109A, which is a, a revenue invert from H.R. Uh, Harmer recently, and uh, and it came with a certificate from uh, PSE, but uh, also not mentioned in the description of the lot, it has a 1937 APS certificate number 644, uh, signed by uh, Kleinman, Barrett, and Bartels, and uh, it identifies it as Scott number 3937. So this was when uh, this was far before the the, the renumbering that uh, that Scott did. That's also interesting because three nine three seven. It this is now an A stamp, so it must have been three nine three seven inverted variety. Right. I'm guessing. Uh huh. And the uh, and and this particular certificate was submitted by a Dr. Richard von Pritchard von David. Oh, that San sounds Antonio, interesting. Texas. I wonder who that is. Yeah, and that name rings a bell because I heard it at the top of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're in his institute. Yes. <laughs> so why don't you give every... Uh, and again, we were sitting at lunch. Nobody bugged us today at lunch, by the way. Right. And we were sitting at lunch. Everybody's invited. Uh, if you're in Las Vegas on a Tuesday, uh, we moved it up to 1130 to avoid the lunch rush. But at 11.30 at South Point Casino and Buffet, we uh, sit around and uh, talk about stamps. And today we talked about everything. But uh, Mark showed us this 
Very old certificate, this really neat 10 cent inverted revenue stamp. And I was sitting there going, I wonder who, you know, I have a computer in my pocket. Right. Who is Dr. Pritchard Von David? And so we put him into uh, Bing because Google is evil. Right. <laughs> and up pops Mr. Uh, Pritchard Von David files or what was it? Pritchard Von David letters. Yeah, apparently he was a stamp collector. Yeah, he was a, he was a, a a very accomplished stamp collector. And it was weird though because it said 1839, 1855, 1888. And I'm going, well, can't be this guy because this guy is submitting a stamp to the APS in 1937. He'd have to be like 175 years old. Turns out he discovered what did he discover? He discovered letters from uh, let's see who was it uh, somebody on the uh, on the Confederate side right Jefferson Davis the Jefferson president. Davis just the president of the yeah. Confederate yeah. States wow. yeah no, nobody important right yeah, yeah. so he, he discovered this cache of letters um, what a find and, mm -hmm. and the letters were named after him it was the Pritchard Vaughn David find which uh, is kind of cool. So you yeah. have this as a memento of him. Yeah. So it's like he, he found a Spanish galleon for, full of doubloons. You know, that type of thing. That kind, that kind of find. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, how, how interesting that, uh, that not only is the stamp really a uh, really cool stamp, you know, being an invert, uh, they're, they're kind of scarce, but that, uh, that it has a provenance that's uh, really kind of interesting. And, you know, one that you probably... Prior to the, the the past ten years or so, or twenty years, probably could not have looked up as easily. Oh no! Oh yeah! Oh, no kidding! No way! Yeah. Yeah. So if this stamp was collected in the 1970s, they probably had no idea who Dr. Pritchard Von David was. But we do, and now everybody here does also. Yep. The legacy of Mr. Pritchard Von David. So the price of the stamp has just gone up. Yeah. <laughs> you mean it's not going in your collection? Uh, no, it's going in my collection. <laughs> yep. It replaces a, a lesser, a lesser, uh, nice um, invert. Yep. Which, by the way, let's uh, talk about selling stuff because I got an email. Uh, well, yeah, it's an email. I got an email through the eBay email system from Jerry. Shout out to you, Jerry. Just a little excerpt. Also just wanted to say I've listened to all 300-plus Stamp Show Here Today episodes m many more times than once. It has greatly increased my knowledge. And uh, so, uh, first of all, I want to apologize for inflicting 300-plus episodes on you. <laughs> but uh, what he was asking is he bought a stamp on Hip Stamp. And... Jerry, I shipped it to you, but of course, by the time you hear this podcast, because we, you know, we run a week late, you will have already gotten it and know this. Um, but he wrote and said, uh, I saw the exact same stamp on eBay. And uh, yeah, you did. Because Hip Stamp is having some problems communicating with eBay right now. Yeah, eBay uh, and Hip Stamp had a, uh, had a deal where... Uh, or there was a, a program, I suppose, 
um, where you could uh, you could list stuff on eBay, and then through a uh, portal that was set up with Hipstamp, uh, it would synchronize and copy all the eBay listings over to Hipstamp, so that you could sell the same stamp on two different venues. Yeah, but somehow uh, I'm not sure what's happening happening with that link, and Hipstamp is not being that uh, communicative about what's going on. But uh, but there's some sort of severing, and uh, and now that that synchronization no longer works or works to a very limited degree. Yeah, so so that put me at a certain problem. Um, I list everything on eBay. And then allow it to sync over to Hipstamp. So everything that I have is listed on both sites. The which made a problem, and uh, I'll go into the problem. But in this case, if you don't, if it doesn't communicate back and forth, and Jerry pointed this out, something that I didn't know, I was not aware this occurred. And so I may very well have items that are listed right now on eBay that were sold on Hipstamp, but Hipstamp was not able to take them off of eBay. So I could double list, be double listing things right now, and so I have some homework to do. But another uh, problem with uh, Hipstamp is, and I gave them a phone call, and they said they'd call me back and discuss it. Right now on eBay, um, I use 6-Bit, and I've mentioned this many, many times. I think that 6-Bit is a great thing for selling on eBay. So, you know, there's my sales pitch for them. Um, It allows me to do shipping very, very easily. It puts things in order, and I can uh, categorize things and number them and put them in different locations. So I can pull the lots very, very quickly. And ship them. I hit a button. It automatically prints the address label. So my shipping is incredibly easy for the stuff that I sell on eBay. When I sell an item on Hipstamp, I need to take that item and find it in the 6-bit program. And then go through, find it, pull it. It's not going to be in order. So I, you know, I, if you buy 10 items, I have to get out of my chair 10 times, walk over to various boxes and pull stuff. It slows things down a lot. So um, <laughs> what I asked Hipstamp was since I'm putting up all, and I'm a big Philippines collector. I love the Philippines. I collect, or I collected and I deal in it. But I listed a whole bunch of Philippines stamps, modern stamps, it sell for less than $2. And when I do my shipping through 6-Bit, I have no problem with it. You know, it's easy. It I can, I can ship 30 items in literally 10 minutes. And so, you know, the profit motive is there. The easy motive is there. The laziness motive is there. You know, the whole thing. If I sell those 30 items on Hipstamp, it could take me... 45 minutes to an hour to do that shipping. And so I asked Hipstamp, can I please just list, when you go over and you grab all my listings off of eBay, can you only take those that are $10 and above? 
or $5 and above. Because I don't want, you know, to spend an hour shipping a person $10 worth of stamps. And uh, they haven't gotten back to me yet. But right now it seems like they have some significant problems pulling anything off of eBay. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious what's going to be going on there. Yeah, my understanding is that current the current situation is that if something sells on Hipstamp, you have to manually end it on eBay. But if something sells on eBay, Hipstamp uh, detects it and will end it. Although in the last couple of days, I've noticed that that has not been working. Um, the other thing that had stopped working and now appears to have started working is when I list something on eBay, it will sync over and list on Hipstamp. But when I make a change to an item, like if I change the description or I change the price on eBay, it no longer mirrors to Hipstamp. So you um, can still have the typo on Hipstamp, right? But um, fixed on eBay. Yeah, and and apparently uh, um, Hipstamp's um, uh, tech support did get back to me and said that they're working on a solution for that. Um, but uh, but yeah, if, it, I guess it's a, it's a minor complaint, but it is it is something that uh, to say that they're not very forward with their sellers on the current status of of, of uh, eBay Sync. I'm not sure how many. Well, I'm sure they don't use it. They don't know. They're right. working on it. It's a work in process. I do not fault them for that. Yeah. My my problem is, you know. I had this stamp listed in two places. It sold in one. If it's sold in the other, then I'm kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one, like I said, is just, I like 6-bit. I mean, I know you don't use 6-bit. You, right. you, go, you go straight through the manual, uh, the eBay. Yeah. Um, for me, speed, the bulk a bit, the ability to bulk ship stuff allows me to charge very low prices. I don't mean very low percentages catalog. I mean that I can sell items that have, you know, a $5 catalog and sell them for $2. Charge, you know, 50 cents shipping. So you're paying half catalog. This is not, you know, cheap stuff. But I can ship a $2.50 item. And it's just bang, bang, bang. You know, I literally pull the item out, hit a button, shove it in an envelope, and it's out of here. I mean, it's that quick. And uh, Don used used to help me even doing my shipping. You, I, I remember it very well, yes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, speed for me is everything because I'm selling cheaper stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. If I sell more expensive stuff, it doesn't matter. You know, you buy a $100 item from me, I'll take half an hour to package it up. Not a problem at all. And again, that's the difference between me and you also is uh, my average sale price is 11 bucks and yours is more like 50 or something. Yeah. yeah. Now, Hipstamp is scheduled to be at Chicago PAX. So if you are a seller on Hipstamp and eBay and uh, have some questions about this, uh, you know, it might be a good idea just to stop by and, and talk to the Hipstamp people. Oh, and look into it. Hipstamp is a fantastic place to sell. Uh, one of the, I think, reasons why a lot of people buy on Hipstamp versus eBay is that eBay is so large that the states target them 
to make sure that they get their sales tax. Hipstamp is a small site. And while you should still, everybody should pay their taxes. Nobody should like try to avoid taxes or anything like that because your money is going to uh, very good causes. And uh, the government has, I do not believe to, well, I mean, by the time you hear this, it'll be two weeks later. But as of today, when we are recording, I do not believe that the government has ever wasted any money. No. Very trustworthy people. Over the next two weeks, maybe they might. But realistically, you know, they're not going to change the way they do things. So uh, I understand totally how, you know, everybody should pay their taxes. But if you go on HipStamp, there is a way to avoid paying sales tax. And I think that's one of the selling points, I guess. One of the attractions that HipStamp has over eBay. Yeah. Uh, And their search is much better, too. If you are trying to search for a Scott number one on eBay, you get everything but Scott number one. (laughs) But on Hipstamp, you get you get what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they. Oh, I wish that eBay had a better search mechanism. But yeah, Hipstamp has fantastic search. Hipstamp is a great selling platform. It just doesn't work for me personally when I sell cheap stuff. I will never leave Hipstamp, but I I gotta change it so that I'm not shipping 99 cent stuff and it's taking me 20 minutes to ship the item. Well, Jim, you're just sitting here. You got anything <laughs> interesting going on? You just got a, you just got an interesting uh, quail back. A quail back? Quail back. Oh, the quail pair, yes. Huh? Um, yeah, it was a. Um, a coil pair of 599, a pair of 599s, and a 599A. Not knowing what numbers mean, I, I've I've seen them on uh, my speedometer, but <laughs> other than that, what are we talking about? We're talking about two cent Washington Fourth Bureau with the re-engraved, and this is the coil pair where the uh, line pair joins one type with another. So that's a lot scarcer than the. Than the, than the one that has both, both. 599As on both yeah. sides. Yeah. And it's tied on a piece. Unfortunately, it had been separated, apparently, by whoever applied it on the cover. Because the the piece clearly ties the, the three-coil stamps. But it's separated on the... Um, between the 599 and the 599A. So it's kind of an interesting piece. We were talking about it in the in the sense that it is pretty obvious that it originated, it was originally uh, an intact piece, and the mailer, whoever it was, um, applied it probably toward, uh, separated as applying it or whatever, and so it's detached. But it's not detached so much that it... Visibly, when you look at it, it looks like it's okay. You have to kind of double take to see that. Oh, yeah, the purse don't quite line up. Right. And so, it, and because it's tied on the piece, you can tell, um, you know, that, that it was there originally on the cover. Yeah, it's great. It, probably the person like us. Oh, I think this needs four stamp or four cents. Put down two of them. They go, ah, damn it, he needs three stamps and stuck the third one on. Yeah. Right. And the third one was on the other side of the line pair. Yeah. 
And uh, just so everybody knows, the difference between the type one and the type two is the way there's several differences, but the way you recognize it is the recut hair on the top of uh, Washington's head is thicker. Yeah, strengthening of the hairlines, yeah. And then there's also some strengthening of the borderlines also. Yeah, it, it, it was a recut sheet um, or a, a recut plate that manufactured several sheets, and, and you find them in different formats. So you can find them in, in the sheet stamps, and you also find them the, this variety in the coil stamps. And you can have a whole you have coil pairs that and line pairs that are both the one variety or the other. So it's very unusual to find that one where it's joined. It's kind of like those um, um, uh, the early um, bureau stamps that yeah, have the, the type one and two, or no, mm -hmm. the type two and three, whatever, and yeah. and they're on the same sheet. Yep. And so you can get pairs, and you have both of them, and yeah, it's it's similar to that. But anyway, it's it's a very unusual piece just in that regard. It's it's certainly not the full uh, catalog value for the uh, well. Tell the them combination what the, pair. Tell them what the catalog value would have been and what it is. Oh, you're po off the top of my head. I believe it was a thousand dollars for the used pair, and I don't know. This is the poor man's. Price, yeah, but you know, yeah, it's got to be counted as two singles. <laughs> yeah, so it's probably maybe a hundred dollars or something. Just mm -hmm. if if it wasn't tied on paper, it'd be like twenty dollars. Yeah, but being tied on paper, you can see that it was that variety. I was just gonna say uh, when you're talking about sewing, I sell on eBay, and uh, so I haven't uh, really had any problems with hip stamp because I don't sell there. I buy there, but I don't sell on that platform. That's my comment about eBay. Oh, well, something's a little rattling. Oh, hmm. I'll edit that out. It'll be covered up by the kittens. Yeah. What kittens? Oh, I, I, I'm adding, like, you know, underneath I usually add music. Uh-huh. Uh, I add kittens instead. So it's basically just meowing. Yeah, little kitten meows. Are we going to start topical collection now for kittens? <laughs> <laughs> you you you've so, got the, so, you got the chickens, right? Yeah, yeah. I've got my dragons. You got the dragon. I've got my dragons. We've got butterflies. Mm -hmm. So we maybe we should have a kitten. Yeah, and the latest lens, I noticed that there's an opportunity for collecting toilets on stamps. <laughs> wow. How, the, how many toilets UN, on stamps are there? Well, at least one because the U.N. just issued a stamp that has a toilet on it. Well, admittedly, one of the big technological things that uh, third world countries are fighting with is ways to keep their water clean. You know, everybody says, well, you know, we can remove poverty and stuff like that. And Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, I, they're separated now, right? They got divorced or yeah, something? Yeah, they're divorced. They're divorced. Anyway, their two big things was toilets and water and roads. If you can fix the water and the, if you can fix the water and the toilets fix the water. If you can fix the water and fix the roads, everything else comes along. So I thought that was pretty cool. Hmm. But... I wonder how many toilets on stamps there are. Yep. 
I don't want one that's like and stick. It's just the thought is bothering me. <laughs> Urinal. Does it include urinals? No, nope, it's just or? the toilet. Is but it was a standard looking toilet. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, what is, we were talking about, uh, or I was talking about collecting number 1212 and UX2. And I have a complete collection of US number 1212, all usages, every single usage of Scott's number 1212, including every uh, plate number position that ever occurred on any sheet. Will you be exhibiting? Uh, Yeah, it'll be uh, the cool thing about exhibiting. You don't have to pay the frame price. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they charge you like 35 bucks a frame. I saved that. <laughs> you could call it a printing variety. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Especially for the UX, too. Uh-huh. Well, find a, I have 1212s used on UX2 postcards. Yeah. I challenge anyone to match your collection. <laughs> <laughs> or your imagination. <laughs> well, uh, let's uh, end this now and uh, leave everybody wanting more. Right. How does that sound? With some kittens? <laughs> With some kittens. We need your help. Nothing on the internet is free, including our phone and internet connections. So you can support the podcast by joining the Stamp Show Here Today Club. The cost is $10 for a lifetime membership. Please include your APS member number as we are an APS-affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our brand new spanking address is 5965 Harrison Drive, Suite 6 in Las Vegas, Nevada, 89120. You left out the word glorious. Fabulous. <laughs> because you don't put that on the letter. Oh. Well, you could. You could, yeah. You could, yeah. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Mount Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. But now the time has come to go. If this silkcom was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! You have been listening to Stamp Show here today, seeking to advance all levels of the stamp collecting hobby through news, information, and collecting advice. Visit us at stampshowheretoday.com to listen to the show, view images of the items we are talking about, and read the show notes. You can also continue the conversation on Facebook at Stamp Show Here Today and on Twitter at Stamp Show HT. If you have questions or comments about the show or have any topics you would like us to discuss, you can email us at stampshowheretoday at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep collecting. Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.